Hello, my little strangelings. On this podcast, I discuss the world's folklore, myths, legends, and superstition. I explore what these stories meant to the cultures that shared them, the different uses of lore in our modern day entertainment, and the history of it all. Welcome to Folklore Friday. Hello and welcome. This is part two of Aliens and Area 51. Now, the first time we did this recording, I planned for one, but I was still getting in the hang of things. And so there's two parts because there was a lot of editing and we just didn't know how to stay on topic. I do have to apologize a little bit for the sound quality because we were still brand new and I was still new at editing and recording. I didn't know what I was doing. So there's a lot of background noise. This was before Tyra and Nick used headphones with uh, microphones. And so I'm just catching all the room noise that's going on. I'm catching what Tyra's parents are doing in the next room. I'm catching what's happening outside Nick's window. So it does get better after this, I promise, because this is, I've recorded about eight different episodes now. So I kind of have a better hang of it, but yes, uh, just forgive me on on that. I'm brand new and it's quarantine, so I'm keeping myself occupied. But I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not letting fear stop me from doing this podcast and the worry of having things be perfect. So, so there's that. Okay, so this next part you're going to hear where Nick questions what's in his food. Um, in case you didn't catch it in the last one, this was during a time where Nick was sick with he imagines a cold. But it could have been coronavirus. He didn't have all the symptoms. He didn't have a fever. But to stay safe, he was self-quarantined to his room, which he moved back in with his parents. And so he didn't have control over any of his meals. They would bring him food to keep him, you know, like away from the family. So when he jokes about, what are you guys feeding me? There's just, (laughs) sorry, it's still really funny. There's a little context for you. He wasn't able to make any of his meals and we went off on a few tangents about that but I cut it for time's sake also something I really got to point out Nick jokes around about drinking and then I give him a little bit of crap for uh you know eating edibles and stuff but I have to point out something that happened and since we don't really have like a chit chat intro I'm going to be doing it for you so there was once where we were all on a FaceTime call me and a few other people from the geology class that went to online classes, which was very challenging. And while Nick was on the phone with us, he was helping us go over some geology homework because he is actually pretty knowledgeable on it. And he that was when the governor made the announcement that we were to have a stay at home order in Washington state. And he said, OK, guys, uh, I hate to break this short, but I got to go. I got to get to the dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> before it shuts down. But we still had questions. And to his credit, the man stayed on the phone with us. And he put the phone, you know, like hands free. It was all it was all good. But he's driving down the road answering questions about tectonic plates while he's driving to go get the last weed that he can so that he can have it so he's not stressing out during this pandemic. And anyway, I know he he jokes a lot about being being a stoner and, and things like that. But I, I kind of have to praise him a little bit because he's one of the smartest people that I know, at least in geology. There was a lot of times I was completely lost and I'm really glad <laughs> that I sat by him. Um, 
or that we were sitting together in class because he helped me understand basic level things that, that I didn't understand. And so I, I just, I just got to toot his horn a little bit. He, although he jokes about being a stoner, he's a good friend. He's incredibly reliable. He always comes very well prepared every time we plan to record and he always gets back to me immediately and he always has really good insight. And so this might embarrass him a bit, but he's come to be a very good friend and I'm grateful to have him on the podcast. <laughs> so although he talks about this, being a stoner, he's a pretty smart dude. So I hope you enjoy part two. Oh, and poor Tyra, I have to point out, she actually left during this podcast and then came back, which was great. And I really like having her on too. I want to hear from her more because she's got some pretty good insight and just pay attention to this when you listen to this part too, because it's uh, now that I'm editing it and I'm listening back to it, Tyra has these great reactions where <laughs> when she finds something fascinating, she'll go, wow. And she'll go, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it's like the more something fascinates her, she drops into this whisper <laughs> that was a little asmr it's not quite like that but yeah just just listen for it it's uh it's great <laughs> so i hope you enjoy part two momentarily i've forgotten that i'm sitting in my bedroom entirely alone oh. <laughs> <laughs> i just realized that i am and i'm like that so you're talking oh, to like a little phone person realizing <laughs> that i'm just like sitting here having a full interaction and if this phone wasn't here i'd be full-on crazy oh you'd be full-on crazy <laughs> and then tomorrow i realized by like contacting you guys that we didn't have this <laughs> and i'm just like none of it happened uh... <laughs> did i have a beer or like 12 edibles i don't know <laughs> I thought I had a beer. I'm like, what have you guys been feeding me? I'm not in control of my own diet. They're like, take this, take this. I'm like, a combination of some of those things. They're like, this will help you relax. (laughs) What are in those? Oh, but okay. So, Tyra, what did you what did you learn? The CIA and all their cover up. Or their supposed cover up. Yeah. Depending on how you look at it. Because it was covered up. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of crazy. Like reading the dates that you guys were saying, and then, like, from like what date they actually like (laughs) acknowledge the fact that it was actually. I like how you're just drinking. (laughs) Nick's chilling out, man. (laughs) How far did that bottle cap go? I don't know. (laughs) It's gone. So because we're FaceTiming, Nick popped the bottle cap as Tyra was talking, and then he just got this look on his face like, where'd it go? Yeah, dude, I hear it the ceiling, and I'm like, "Uh, I'll find out when I'm vacuuming, like six weeks from now. Oh my god, that's Let's be honest, it'll be a year from now. Yeah. We're in the corona time. Oh, yeah. you're drinking Corona and you have Better corona. drink Corona while I got the Rona. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's actually because it's like $5 cheaper than it would be. Damn. Everyone's avoiding drinking Corona. Are you drinking so a Corona right now? He is. He's oh, my corona. God. I love he it. No, it's pretty. It's pretty. Hold on. I'm taking a <laughs> screenshot. That needs to be a <laughs> It's Corona time. It's Corona it's time. Corona time. 
I can't believe that's all over TikTok. I'm like, oh my why God, is this TikTok funny? Is, it's so much. All of it is Corona. And I'm just like, I can't be on TikTok anymore. I can't be on Instagram anymore. Just on Instagram. Yeah. Everybody is talking about Corona. I'm like, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm living it. <laughs> that's why I wanted to talk about folklore because it's such exactly. a, it's such a good distraction. <laughs> get distracted. It's such a good time for something like that too. Area 51, the nation's best-kept secret. A place of mystery, intrigue, and conspiracy theories. Area 51, or Homie Lake Air Force Testing Center, was created in 1955 and is located in Lincoln County, Nevada. The story goes that whatever was found in the UFO crash landing of 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico, was taken to Los Alamos, New Mexico for safekeeping, until the government built a facility specifically to study it and house it safely. Lincoln County is 880 miles, a 13 and a half hour drive from Roswell. The signs surrounding the perimeters warn that military personnel are authorized to use lethal force if necessary on anyone who insists on trespassing. Truth seekers from all over the country have protested and asked for answers on this top secret military base. So what is happening in Area 51? Is it just merely a testing center for the Air Force? Or are they creating and testing stealth technology? Or are they keeping something more? Something from beyond our planet. Tell me, what do you think? All right. Tell me about the CIA, Tyra. Well, the CIA. So it's interesting. I'm how excited. The fact that I don't know anything. So I don't mean either. And I like researching and stuff. And I was like, wow. Like I was like, wow, these people, man. But it's weird, like here in the time, like when that whole Roswell thing, like, like started to like when they actually started talking about it. Cause it didn't like, they didn't like acknowledge it until like 1992. That's when they like mm -hmm. came out and they said, Hey, that um that the place full that like sci-fi you know stories and like about like all like the alien bodies and all that type of stuff it's just like government facility and like that's when they came out and said it like like years later like mm -hmm. so long like that's like what is it like 20 i don't even know i can't do math right now but anyways all right tyra i want to hear more about what you learned and then after okay. that i'll share kind of like the bullet points of area 51 and a few conspiracies <laughs> okay. awesome. that's, that's my plan <laughs> okay so um so according to reports from the cia um area 51 was merely a testing site for the governments of uh u2 and oscart oscart oh X. I don't know how to say it either i'm not gonna say it either i'm not sure i couldn't really yeah but anyways particle surveillance programs um so the Hutu surveillance program um 
basically was like a surveillance just to like do like the Cold War, like for like the Soviet Union during that time, what you guys were talking about before. Right. Um, and then in 2005, which like, it's crazy, like the timelines of this is like, it's very like spread apart, which is yeah, like, almost like 70 years later yeah, or something. It's, it's insane. <laughs> well, fast forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, uh, the map of Area 51, like, this was, like, one of, like, the very first, like, maps of, like, actually getting to see, like, what Area 51, like, looked like, was released in response to a Freedom of Information Act by um, a guy named Jeffrey T. Richelson, who was a senior fellow at the National Security Archives. Um, and basically, it was, like, it was, like, a picture of what Area 51 looked like and, like, basically, like, the building itself. What was interesting when I was, like, searching it all up and stuff is that when you look up, like, on, like, Google Maps or something, like, the Area 51, it's, like, it's like the exact same thing, like, that they had, like, way before. Mm-hmm. So it almost looks like they just, like, it's not even, like, you know, updated. like, but it's not updated at all. Yeah, yeah. I find so interesting well i'll I'll interject something there there um before there was satellite pictures Mm -hmm. they they would take uh was it called homie lake hold on i gotta find the name specifically area 51 would be removed from maps like driving maps so that you couldn't drive to it they made sure like anything that was in paper production of like a fold-out mm-hmm. map that it wasn't included so that civilians couldn't find it and it became a problem when um like aerial photographs could be taken that they wanted to yeah. be able to not have updated versions and but they haven't confirmed that they've ever um like messed with the picture but they did say that they did admit that it was on purpose that they didn't want things to be on maps because they didn't want civilians yeah. and they thought it was a they yeah. thought it was a national security risk because if it was on a map then any russian could come over yeah. drive yeah. to it and mess it up yeah but still it's creepy <laughs> it's creepy yeah that hasn't changed and it's still you know like the photos very much like you know, a fake, possibly. Yeah. And, um, and that guy you were talking about, he worked at the National yeah. Security Archives? Yeah, at the National Security Archives. And it, they, like, they like made, like, a... I guess, basically, like, um, Like, they passed a law to be able to, like, get information from the government to, like, know things about... I think it was... Like, I don't exactly... I don't want to be, like... I don't want to say stuff that's not, like, accurate. So, well, I didn't actually look up the freedom of... Information Act. But I think what it was, oh yeah, it was a piece of legislation that grants public access to documents or other data in possession of government agencies. Mm -hmm. So basically he passed that law so that they could know what was happening in Area 51 because nobody knew. And it was, so yeah. So do you think that guy, I'm just picturing this guy working at the National (laughs) Security Archives Mm -hmm. and there's like this big locked room (laughs) That he yeah. can't go in and he's like, what is in there? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, just, like, wouldn't that drive you know. insane? Like, oh, God. It's like that restricted section of the library in, like, 100%. Harry Potter. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> he's, like, filing all of these, like, secret documents mm-hmm. and say, like, you know, like, uh, top secret and stuff. He just yeah. can't read it. So he's like, one of these days, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just put it away. He's like, oh, 
There's gotta be some legislation I can get There's to know. There's gotta be something I can do. <laughs> gotta rally some people around this. Oh man. I love it. All right, cool. What else do you have? Um, so he so there was a lot of documents that they were now able to get from you know the government. Um but one of the things that he was saying was that it, it was interesting how like like the documents that they got from Air 51 were very much like it wasn't shown like even though they were supposed to have things be like shown to like see what was actually going on a lot of it was was like blocked out and a lot of it was like you know blank it wasn't shown but mm-hmm. for a lot of the other stuff that they were doing it was all shown you know and so it was very much like it was very hush hush very secret secret it was very and so that was really interesting to learn about I didn't realize that like they even passed a law for that like specific reason. So that was cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, the, all of that was accurate. And the, the U2 aircraft, I was a little confused about because I, I read about it, but I'm not, I'm not an engineer. And so my brain just kind of, yeah. but it was supposed to be like this stealth plane basically. And it was very expensive. And they, that was what they said. Well, we're working on this and we're trying to make it really, mm-hmm. really great, but there's no way they could be working on that for that long and nothing else. But they, you know, they have a yeah. model of it. Like you can look it up and you're like, Oh, it looks like this. But I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm sure they were working on that, but they were most likely working on other things. That was just their big main story. This is the only thing they're willing to, like, disclose to us. Right. we're like, oh, we see that they were doing something there. But really, it's like, we were working on a lot of other projects, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Like, Los Alamos was working on, like, the project Mule, or Mogul. But at the same time, we know they're also developing atomic weapons. Yeah. Like, facilities not just doing one thing. They're not spending that much money to develop an area to only do one thing. Yeah, I know. And for that many years, like that, man, they got some slow workers. Like, I don't know. Okay, so one thing I will point out on is is the time period in between the request for the information and what it was actually um, given. So the CIA publicly acknowledged the existence of the base for the first time on June 25th, 2013, following the Freedom of Information Act request filed in 2005. Yeah. Like, that's that's a long, okay, how many years is that? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's eight years. <laughs> like, that's a long ass time. That's so long. That's crazy. That guy was eight years older. <laughs> yes, that's how that. Yeah. He like forgot about it. <laughs> he was like, "Oh right." Yeah, he's like all oh, frustrated, God. still just like looking at that door, like <laughs> yeah, like they. It was, didn't even listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody knew it was there, but it was deemed classified. But it was the first time the CIA put their stamp on it and said, "Here is our information." And like Tyra said, it was it was blacked out. It was um, it was inconsistent. There was missing pieces. Um, but part of the reason that that Freedom for Information Act was was granted is because there was some workers that worked at Area 51 that sued the government basically because they had health issues. Okay. And I'm going to read a bit of, cause I don't want to, 
mess it up. Many came down with classic skin and respiratory illnesses associated with exposure to burning hazardous waste. Uh, chief yeah. aim of the lawsuits was to discover exactly what the workers had been exposed to so that they could get appropriate medical care. And yeah. the sh- thing about this is they wouldn't let them wear masks or equipment and because they didn't. And then they're like, and then the worker said, well, can we buy our own? And they said, no, we don't want you to de- like contaminate anything. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're, you're contaminating their lungs. Cause when they would like experiment on yeah. something and then they would, these big trenches with like metal and other types of materials and then they would douse it in lighter fuel and burn it and these poor guys who are like probably lowest on the pay grade besides like the janitor are just breathing this in and so the the this this is the janitors and like the drivers that's true yeah like these are the people with health issues who don't have class they don't have like levels of security and stuff and they don't have actual like government endorsements and stuff so they they got screwed hardcore which like why would you not why would you not why would you not give them masks and stuff because like did you not think that this was going to have any like repercussions like your people are getting sick they don't oh i just it's for the money you know they don't crap here's because here's what i think bureaucracy so they try to cut corners to save costs and they try to save their own and they have no interest in actually caring about the individuals who work for the machine they just care about whether you filled out all 12 piece of papers correctly so you true. change job and work and then file for like you know, no. I, know. I just think yeah. like I, because i know someone that is kind of like most likely a sociopath <laughs> i know that sounds bad but like be, when i talk to this individual i think okay don't think about emotions think about consequences and so like that's a good way to explain if you do that what will people say what will be the repercussions and so sometimes when like I, talking to a child <laughs> <laughs> yeah very similar consequences here guys but like if if your people were getting sick and then they're therefore telling people then it's more attention so maybe not for the like you don't have to care about them but you should care about the repercussions of that and that getting out you know what i mean like mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. when i hear about these things like you don't have to have a soul but use your brain because like these things have consequences like yeah. the way a sociopath is going to think especially if they want to get away with whatever it is that they're doing they think okay consequences of what i'm doing and my actions how can i suppress anyone knowing about it so there are no consequences right and then boom you can get away with what you're doing because I, there are no consequences because yeah. no one's found out. Exactly. Like, that's found out, but, you know. I'm still not someone, guilty. Someone needs you bad enough. That, right. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like how fossil fuels pollute ocean and the planet, but the governments and the entire world run off of fossil fuels. So right. like, oh, darn you. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so sad. Coast again. It's very, yeah. It's really sad, yeah. That's really accurate. Okay, so I have a piece of um okay, so this is from the the court case where they sued, and this happened in like mid-90s. Okay, so it says the report also contradicts statements given to the to the court in our case. Most notably in 1995, the government's lead counselor, um, Cole Richard. 
Sharber. Sorry, that's the first time I read his name out loud. So I'll just call him Richard. He told Judge Philip, Your Honor, there is, and this is when he were trying to talk about Area 51, but because this was before they acknowledged it, um, there wasn't a name for it. And so this is what they were trying to tell the judge because he's like, well, what's the name of your operation? He says, Your Honor, there is no name. There is no name for the operating location near Groom Lake. And so, like, that was that was who the government sent to represent them. And they're like, oh, there is no name for this operation. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, how are you going to sue us? That what your you tax dollars are paying for, there's no name. I mean, like, my gosh. And so... Classic government. I know. <laughs> Hiding behind that, that fiction allowed government officials to avoid accountability for their unlawful operations. Because you can't... Which you, is exactly what they intended to do. They yeah. had every intention of for people who worked for them, built the facility, and did all of the basic work because they were like, it, we don't exist. So our employees' employment doesn't exist. So if yeah. there's any consequences, the consequences can just be shirked because we're like, oh, we don't talk about that. Exactly. Or, that doesn't necessarily exist. Therefore, how could it have happened? Yeah. And the way that our core systems are developed, it's like, well, what am, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. You know, like the government's literally claiming that it doesn't exist or they're like nudge nudging me that it doesn't exist. So therefore, how can I like, how am I supposed to press and like get this person any sort of compensation? Yeah. And, like think about a judge versus the government. I know. Like what's oh, yeah. he going to do? Specifically the military. <laughs> okay. So I thought we'd end with, um, yeah, there's a lot on Area 51, but it's also not super, you can't find out too much. But the, the court case, that was true. And, and people getting sick, that was true. But there's more than anything, there are conspiracy theories. And so I picked the best ones um, <laughs> because there's so many. And, and some of them are just like, that's stupid. You know, like that I was just like, like one. Or no evidence that oh, yeah. making wild claims with your crystals and, and <laughs> yes oh, i love it okay so the i did keep one though because it was so outlandish and it was aliens are actually an ancient civilization that live underground in hollow earth and after we set off the nuclear bombs in the 40s the they, oh my god yeah oh, that's <laughs> they came out to see what was happening after the bomb like, went off. Well, there's a show on Netflix oh, called sleeping. Kippo, and it's like about this girl who was a borough girl and she lived under under the ground, like with like there's like a whole community. And a, Wait, girl. It's it's a cartoon. It's actually quite lovely. I really like it. <laughs> And everything on Earth is, like, mutated. So there's, like, giant mutants, meaning there's, like, a bunny that's, like, 10 feet tall and has, like, 12 ears. And everything is mutated. And it's really good. <laughs> you got to Tyrus, look at it up. It's, I want to look it up right now. I've watched, I want to see this. I've watched every episode. you got to watch just, like, the first one. And, and the little trailer that they have, she sings this, like, song on her guitar. And you're like, what is this? But um, Age of Wonder Beast? Yes, that's Dude. it. Okay, what was it called? Kippo, the Age of Wonder Beasts. 
Oh my god, wait. Uh, like, oh, oh, yep. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I've watched, I haven't watched everything. It's like a good fall asleep show because it's like, this is for children. You're not that interesting. Why am I yeah. watching it? too funny okay all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna finish with the conspiracy theories so the number one conspiracy theory that alien enthusiasts enthusiasts like is that there's yeah i know i don't know why it's enthusiasts i like this <laughs> go with your made-up words I swear to god guys well shakespeare did it so you know i'm just following yes. the best <laughs> So the number one theory is that there is an alien in the basement or multiple aliens in the basement that is of Area 51 and it's still like alive, but unconscious, like unconscious, like it's in a coma. So they're able to like test it. Yes, Nick has his hand up. why do they need to put it in the basement when no one else is allowed? <laughs> <laughs> Why not in the basement? It's like, no one would know. It's like, it's like hey, you never go in your bedroom. So why would you clean it? That's <laughs> so funny. Well, I think it is. It's like, so even within the employees of Area 51, not everyone has clearance. So it's like, it's like the, there's, yeah. You don't, there's not even a button for that particular floor. You have scan a card. And then even when you get there, there's more it's security. Like, so it's secret even yeah. from the people that work at Area 51, which is kind of like interesting. It, totally. It's like, the, it's like the different levels of the Pentagon. Like apparently there's a theory that there are secret floors underneath the Pentagon Mm-hmm. And so everyone's like, oh, the Pentagon's this big and maybe has like a floor below, you know, in its schematics. But really, it's like it goes way lower. And yeah. It's like whole secret basements. That's so, so. interesting. Hey, I really like it. So if you want to listen, I think it's free. I think it's on like the podcast network. Um, it's called. Oh, no. Steal the Stars. Steal the stars. Yes, there it is. Oh my god, it's so good. It's a novel, but they made this like dramatized um podcast and audiobook. It's it should be it's like free on Stitcher and and Apple Podcasts, but it's all about Area 51. And it's it's fiction, but it's so good. And it it goes over this particular conspiracy that there's an alien that they're studying, and it is, it is so good, you guys. Like Hi, quick editor's note here. Close to around this point during the recording, Tyra actually had to go, but she rejoins us later on towards the end of the episode. To finish it off, um, yeah, Alien in the Basement, that's the that's the best one. All the other ones, they're not that great. But um, they're... <laughs> it's so funny. It just like... <laughs> Just the term. I know basement. It wouldn't be a basement. It would be like this fully functioning laboratory. It like, <laughs> like but it makes me think of ET. Like there's just <laughs> like a kid, but like the government is just like, oh, they're coming in. Yeah, like, the cleaning ladies here. And they just throw some blankets on it. Like stay over there. Don't make a sound. And things like. Yeah. Okay. like Mm, like yeah it's oh yeah. <laughs> it moves and they're like trying to make a reason for it like, uh, oh it's so funny 
Yeah, just like well, alien in the basement. It's like, no, it would be some very high tech laboratory that was very secure. It's not a basement. <laughs> yeah, at, at <laughs> all. Um, so that's the best one. But some other ones are that there's black helicopters, which can't be detected. So therefore, they've never been seen, <laughs> like, which just makes it like really hard to believe. But um, that they're still stealth- like, what about the people who have literally seen discs in the sky? Like that, just like saucers and like these other ships. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um. That they have like they're so that it's like they're stealth helicopters with cloaking devices, and they can fly through highly populated areas without being detected, and they're meant for like monitoring so collecting information and recording anywhere and there's one theorist though this this i thought was interesting that he thinks that these were predicted in the book of revelations in the king james bible because it says like there's giant locust-like creatures and i've heard this before some people think that that was some kind of aircraft because at that time if let's say someone was getting this prophecy of the future and they'd never seen a plane before or a helicopter, they're going to compare it. They describe it as. Yeah. They're going to describe it as like a funky bug flying around. And so that was interesting. I was like, I kind of think there's something to that. Like that's, it's wow. plot. It's plausible. And I've heard different things like that before. And I think my stepbrother and I, I seen think that's two um, UFOs together on this property right here. What? Yeah yeah so yeah so one of them was we saw this light and we have weird experiences where we'll be like sitting out on this certain porch on the backyard and we'll be like just smoking weed as we always do so like then we just see things that are like happening because we're like oh it's going to smoke sesh like every few hours or whatever so we're just always outside and we'll like have really weird experiences like i've heard a deer fart and it was really strange. Oh when you say, were you smoking cigarettes or are you smoking weed? We were smoking weed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we're just like stoned and like, you know, chilling. And we saw this light and it looks like, you know, like when you see satellites in the clear sky and they kind of just make that like gradual, like line across the sky. And you just yeah. see it like moving and you're like, oh, that's probably a satellite. And it's not blinking. There's no other lights to it. It's not like a plane. It's probably not even in our, in our atmosphere. It's like rotating around our Earth. Uh-huh. So I'm very familiar with seeing satellites, which usually have one track and is not in our atmosphere. And I'm very used to seeing planes at night. But this light specifically at night was in our atmosphere, very low and like within like plane range um so it's within like our range of the atmosphere and it was like flying and then it just stopped and then it dropped really low over the lake that we can like just kind of see over like the tree line and then it like zoomed towards us and went over the property and then like made these weird like zigzagging up and down patterns like over um just kind of our area around seattle i mean we couldn't tell how high it was and where it was but we could tell that it was in the atmosphere it was not like a satellite and it was making moves like a plane could not and it was really really fucking strange this was like six or seven years ago and you both saw it we both saw it okay that that's what that's what 
changes this, <laughs> you know, like rather than it was just me. But if two people witness something, it's really hard to like yeah. disregard it. And we both just kept saying like, you see this, right? And oh we're both God. like, oh my God, like what the hell is that? And we were both super freaked out and it just kept making these weird patterns. And it was like how people describe seeing these lights over this one lake in like Arizona or something or New Mexico that just like are always there. And if you like go to the certain lookout or you're in the town, you can always see these lights come up over the lake and make these weird patterns. And it was just like that. Dang, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've and, never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. I should that was really weird I and should then, go to New Mexico or something like I don't know like part of me wants totally. to just I don't know how I would react if I would be like huh I think part of me would be more likely to think huh I probably imagine that and like I there's some sort of reaction there's some sort of like explanation for it or yeah. it's just me that saw it and it was like a glimpse of a moment you know but when you actually see something you can't explain like we just call it a UFO because like because it's unexplained no idea it's unexplained. It's unexplained to us and it makes zero sense. And when you think about like what we understand physically that is possible with like planes and aircrafts and stuff, it was not acting like anything that we think is possible. That's so, so. that's so crazy. I know that cause that term like unidentified flying object, cause we think, Oh, it's probably an alien, but Oh, I see your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay for for the the listeners since you can't see what i'm seeing nick's taking a uh probably well-deserved smoke break because don't you have to yeah. sneak out from your yeah so <laughs> I, I crawled out of the window oh and God. i'm standing on like like a half a brick <laughs> worth of ledge <laughs> oh my and God. i'm just standing over these bushes and i'm just i'm standing on this instead of in the yard because i don't want to get my shoes dirty and then track <laughs> dirt through the window again <laughs> yeah um, so I can't really see his face, but every now and then I see like a puff and like his cigarette, like, you know, ignite a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he like, he relit it because I'm just staring at a black phone and then like my <laughs> face in the corner and then he like relit it and it was like, boom, suddenly there's like, <laughs> there's the guy I'm talking to. <laughs> my face is here. It was just really funny. That's so funny. Nick, that's so crazy. I'm so glad you told me that. I, yeah, I've never seen anything like that, but I don't, I don't know how I would react if I would be like, oh, wow, that was so special. Or if I would just be like, I need to know everything. Totally. That's not even the weirdest experience I've had. So that's the weirdest cool. experience I've had with aliens so far, there was another time that Ben and I, my stepbrother and I saw an alien or sorry, a UFO. Um, and that was uh, once again, not me. I was in the car and he saw it oh, okay. I didn't because I was driving and he saw something fly across the sky, like at like tree level, like pine tree level, Washington state, our trees are super tall. This thing was flying like not even a hundred feet off the ground. And it was fast as fuck. Wow. And he was seriously freaking out in the passenger seat. And I, I don't doubt that he saw something really unexplainable. That's kind of, that one's a little scary because it's like when yeah. you think fast, you think power and, you yeah. know. Yeah, this thing's got to be extremely powerful and unexplainable. But the actually scariest moment that I ever had with aliens was. Um, Ooh, we're I getting was, deep. Yeah, tell me. This is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so 
I feel I so privileged that you're telling me. <laughs> I was in the back seat and uh, of a car, and my friend was in the front seat, and my ex girlfriend, um, not the ex girlfriend that I've told you about, but another one, uh, she was driving, and I was looking out the side window because I was in the back seat, and they were both, of course, looking out through the uh, windshield uh, where we're going, and it's nighttime, and it's a two lane road. There's really nothing but like kind of like Washington State swamp um, on either side where it's just like wetlands and we're approaching, um, the intersection where we're going to turn into a neighborhood and, but it's a very small neighborhood. So there's really nothing around. And they claim to have seen a tiny figure of like a person. They said it was child size, like a five-year-old and they saw it standing there in the road. And then when our headlights were going to hit it and it would have illuminated it. It ran into the woods <gasps> in, the, in the direction where there's nothing. Ooh, I don't like it that. It just took off. That, and they that were like, scares that is, me. They were both so scared and they both saw it immediately at the same time and were both reacting and Ooh. like confirming what they had seen. It was so scary. That, like, I'm getting, I'm getting chills remembering. Ooh, that, yeah, that's cr- okay. Because I don't, I don't like scary versions of aliens. I like, like peaceful, like mm, hippie environmental aliens that happen to be really smart, you know, <laughs> like totally. that's the type of thing I like to think of, but it's like, okay, well, what could the options be? Was that like a feral child, like running around, like, like any In scenario area, that's creepy. Like, e- like if you think about like, well, if it was a human, shouldn't be running around at night if it's an alien like you don't want to think of them like fast little creepy demon children you know what i mean like it's just not a good image no matter how you try to rationalize it oh you're back yeah i'm back i'm back inside with those lights yeah dude it was that's creepy i don't like you know uh, i i i I, uh, it brings me back to the idea that like if there are extraterrestrial beings and they interact with our planet, which is possible, uh-huh. um, not entirely likely, but it could be likely as well with the abundance of life in the galaxies, um, that there are some that interact with our planet. What if there, and this is a, a theory that is not mine, but I definitely hold on to, um, the idea that there are multiple, um, species of aliens that are interacting mm-hmm. with our planet and they're highly concerned with us and our activity on the planet with our with each other yeah um and so that's why like a lot of the more recent sightings um after the ones that we've talked about a lot of them are from the military and they're um sightings of ufos interacting with like ballistic missiles and um, atomic weaponry and missile silos and stuff like that. And so they're highly, one theory is that they're really concerned about our volatility and and, um, violence. And that's why they're not willing to openly interact with us. But they most likely are interacting to a certain extent with some of our, like, planet officials, essentially. Interesting. Now that, that I could get on board with. Because why would they need to contact just like a regular like Joe Schmo? Like I don't yeah. like me. I'm probably not going to see an alien, but like Barack Obama, he seemed like a trustworthy dude. 
I think exactly. I think they would have had a conversation with him. Trump, no, sorry no. to any Republicans. No. I just like he's not an easy man to talk to. So I think they would have talked to Barack, and that might be it because I think he was just my favorite. So maybe I'm biased. Like I don't know. <laughs> like like totally. Maybe Kennedy. I, think, I don't know. <laughs> I think if anything, maybe they're not even interacting with us. What they're doing is is like we're aware of their interactions enough mm-hmm. that we're like kind of freaked out about it at like a government level and we're worried and concerned about it. But there are certain government officials that aliens have approached and been like, this is actually our agenda, which is right. in this in this scenario, which there are reports of government officials leaking information about UFOs and extraterrestrial encounters stating like, oh, they're well aware of what we're doing and like monitoring us, but they just are kind of keeping the rest of the like um, world, like not our planet, but like all other life away from us because they're watching us and seeing, making sure that we can't leave our planet and create other destructions um, on other planets and colonize and just be awful. But at the same time, they're watching us to see if, like, we'll just destroy ourselves and we're, like, a missed opportunity. Um, <laughs> they're like, uh, we're hoping they'll just kill themselves and we won't have to because they're well, already yeah, they're well like, on their like, way. Either they'll, they'll, like, wipe themselves out or maybe they'll develop to a point where we could interact with them. And they could get to a developed point where, like, they would be open to us, like, coming down and interacting with them and maybe helping them mm-hmm. um, again. And two, um, like, we would be civilized, essentially, which yeah. we're not. No, I mean, we're not even close to. So I think this Area 51 episode is going to be a two-parter <laughs> because I know I have a lot to, I know I have a lot to edit, but like, I like this conversation that we've been having and I'm like. I don't want to cut this. So it's just going to be part one. And then this is what me and Nick talked about when Tara hung up. (laughs) Yeah, because we got into some conspiracy theories. Yeah, well, it's it's quarantine. We got nothing better to do. Like, Totally. Dude, if you want to podcast more, let me know because I'm so interested. Because I like, it's just, it's the thing that's keeping me sane right now. And in a weird way, I always wanted to do the podcast before the quarantine happened. But I was, I was really nervous about, I wanted it to be very well done and as perfect as I could be. It's the only area in my totally. life where I'm a perfectionist. But what I've learned from this is life is short and I don't, I don't want to look back and regret not, being, not doing the things that I felt passionate about. And mm-hmm. it, so the only silver lining I'm taking from this quarantine is I suddenly am fearless to do this. And so, yeah, and I've got a bunch of time. And so I just, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to let it rob me of this dream. I'm going to be proactive and do it while I can. So totally like we have the time, you uh-huh. have the resources in terms of like yeah. stuff that you would need to do it. I know. And it was just and sitting on my shelf. Like I'm ready. Use me. <laughs> like, yeah. So.
And then Nick and I rambled for about another 20 minutes before we got back on topic. And I just had to put this editor's note in here because there just was no segue that I found. So here's when we get back to talking about conspiracy theories. And here's where Tyra came back. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, hi. Hello. We've just been chatting. Really? Yeah. I'm, uh, we went on many different topic. topics, <laughs> but um, I'm finishing up the conspiracy theories. <laughs> wow. But we started talking about profits and how we're glad that none of us, neither of us are a prophet because that would be a really horrible job. <laughs> like, yeah, we were saying like if you were actually having like visions and God was talking to you and it was like 100% legit it was happening to you, one, how do you prove it? And two, like everyone would think you were crazy. Gonna accept it? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, okay, I was listening to this podcast by this guy whose name is uh, I forgot, Stanton something or other. Add in, that would be Stanton Friedman. He's like a really famous ufologist. And he has these, he was speaking at this big convention about how he thinks um, UFOs and aliens are real. And one of the questions he asked is, okay, this is a safe space. All the hecklers are gone. Who has experienced or seen like a UFO? And, and he said that like, he's done this at different places, but when people raise their hand, um, like say a couple people raise their hand and then slowly people be like, because <laughs> it's like the only, well, you know, admit that they've seen something because it's the only time in their life they felt safe saying something like that because, because they're safe other from... people are raising their hands. So exactly. And I thought, oh, that must be so sad because he was just talking about different things that he's seen. And sometimes it will take a matter of minutes before everyone or the people that have seen something will raise their hand. And I thought, how lonely must that be? But then also how validating to be in a room of people and being like, oh, a third of the people here of these like 200 people claim that they've seen something. Okay, thank God, I'm not crazy. On that note, imagine you are the like one, maybe 5% of that entire room or the world who've actually been abducted and like gone through this like experience and then there's all these people and you like feel confident because there's other people like willing to tell about their experiences and you think that they've had real experiences and start hearing it and you're like yeah no (laughs) you can tell that they're just like feeding off of the energy of people being interested in their story and that's the whole reason and like oh no you're right sitting there going like oh no, I actually have had these experiences since I was like a kid. And like, it happens to me all the time. It's I, going to continue to happen. And it's very real. Or at I least it's real to me, that. you know? That's so scary. I didn't even think about that. Like, uh, that's that's yeah. so scary. Um, You're really scary. Okay, I'm going to finish up these. The, the, there's, so there's three more things. Um, the Aurora plane was believed to be created in Area 51. 
it's a plane that could be deployed anywhere around the world in a matter of like two hours. It goes like at Mach something, something. I forgot to write it down, but yeah. Um, so that's a theory. And then there's also the Black Star, which is a new space plane. And what that can do is it's a plane, but it can orbit outside of the atmosphere. So let's say it wants to travel to like Russia. It's a spaceship and a plane. Yeah. That's so no. instead of being detected, right? it'll travel above the atmosphere and then drop down right on top of Russia. So no one can like see it or detect it coming. So that's the theory, yeah. which is it just shows up. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Okay, and this one is the best. Oh my god, you guys. This one I was like, oh, whoa. That's interesting. Um People believe that at Area 51, they've made technology that can control the weather and weaponize it. That is, doesn't that, that's scary. That's like, um, hold on. That's I actually like, heavily believe in this. That scares me. me. It scares me so uh, much. I don't like it. Have you, have you ever heard of cloud seeding? Yes. Where they try to make it rain in times of drought. But it sometimes uh, works and sometimes doesn't. Is that right? I don't know that much about it. Cloud seeding is the control of weather. Oh, okay. So you, what happens is they literally drop certain chemicals into a uh, atmosphere, and it will eradicate clouds, or it will create clouds. Oh my god, that's crazy! I don't. We like can that. also we can also create clouds with an engine. What? Um, I just watched a video of it. It's a rocket that heats enough water and gas, and it creates gas and pushes it, and it sounds like a rocket taking off. They actually, they the video that I watched was one in Australia. Ooh. Yeah. That's crazy. And um, so that, which I don't like, cloud seeding, I don't like, and I learned about that in my meteorology class. So they're very real. Um, and then the other thing about weaponizing and controlling atmosphere and weather. Um, have you ever heard about a facility called HARP with two A's? No, but I'm writing that down. Check it out. It's fucking scary. Um, I mentioned my I mentioned my stepbrother Ben. He has a friend from high school, uh, from Stevens Lake Stevens High School. He um, it's like, you know, it's like one of those Facebook friends, like you used to know him in high school, but like, yeah. Anyways, that guy that he knows, um, works for Harp, which is in Alaska and he's not allowed to talk about it. Ah, and when Ben, when ben pressed him and was like, Hey, like, doesn't Harp do this? Cause like, I've been reading, you know, theories about it. And he's like, yeah, we're not allowed to talk about it. High frequency and, active, a Royal research program. Okay. It's control. Yeah, it controls potentially. Um, what they claim it is is that it monitors uh, aurora borealis and magnetic fields that connect the entire planet's atmosphere, ah, and also sick. uses what um, what we were learning about from convection and our um, what is it our shield around the planet that pr- protects us from um, radioactive. Um, waves from the sun uh that is okay so aurora borealis um the northern lights are a effect that we can physically see of this like radioactive material in our atmosphere that is actually a sign 
of our, um, like, I forget what it's called. It's like our, essentially our solar shield that like comes up and out of our, um, uh, North pole and goes back down into our South pole through the planet. And it's like this radioactive like thing. It's been proven to exist and Harp is using it to monitor weather and monitor like what's happening with our planet and learn more about it. Oh my gosh. These pictures are scary. And now they're just doing whatever they want. That's crazy. Ah, I think think they're just trying to figure out how to manipulate. I don't like that. That's insane. Have you seen the movie Geostorm with Gerard Butler? Uh-huh. Nick, you gotta watch that. You have to watch it. It's you should okay. watch it. Okay, well, this will make you feel maybe a little bit better. So, the United Nations had a fear about weather control, so they, uh, they, how do you say it? They, like, they signed a treaty, and they made something to say, like, if you're gonna be in the United Nations, you can't manipulate the weather against anyone. So, it's called the Environmental Modification Convention. An international treaty prohibiting the military. Are we not in the... Yeah, no, continue. Are we not? I don't think. Are we like not in the? How do I not know this? I'm, I'm not... editing this out because I feel stupid. Because I thought Trump. Oh, like, you mean like currently? Something... But we're, we were yeah, yeah, before. Currently, but currently, but we were before. Yeah. So. Hopefully that will the end. The fact that they had to say that means that they, they were scared they about were. it. Yeah, it's 100%. possible for people to be able to control the weather. Most likely, the U.S. and Russia, That's because insane. we both have access to um, far northern parts of the planet where we can access aurora borealis and wow. manipulate. Okay, so I got to tell you the dates of this. Okay, so prohibiting the military or other hostile use of environmental modification techniques having widespread, long-lasting, or severe effects. It opened for signature on May... That's worse than atomic bomb. I know. Like, so... Or atomically mutually assured destruction. Yeah. This is much worse. Okay, so this... It was, like, created and signed in 1978. It was before any of us were born, even thought about being born. That's so long ago. People did not think that that was possible then. And now we're like, some of us who are willing to think about conspiracy theories and even think about the concept of harp are like, oh my God, maybe. Oh, wow. It, oh, it's totally possible. I think- and then like. Yeah, I they think this is probably what happened after after the Cold War and after, you know, years, 20 or so years after the atomic bomb. They're like, you know what? I bet the next thing is weaponizing the weather. So we're going to make a stand and say, let's not do that to each other because we don't know what if it gets out of control. We don't know what the repercussions of like creating hurricanes are so can we just agree to not do that to each other but that was i i agree that that's totally possibly what happened it could have also been that they knew that people were like theorizing doing this Mm -hmm. and that they were looking into researching and figuring out how to do it and the rest of the world was like we shouldn't do this like no one should do this and the united states is like we're gonna go ahead. I know. Oh my god! But we just won't use it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, yeah, that's messed up. So, those are the best conspiracy theories that I found on Area Fifty One. Um, that's amazing. That one is yeah. That like that blew my mind. There's so much.
I said that I wanted fairies to, or the fae folk to be our next topic because they have some similarities. Okay, so alien abductees and people in the past that claim to be taken by fairies say the same things happened to them. And I have a list of the same things. I know, because it's just, it says something about this, the psyche of, of humans. Okay. So hearing a melodic sound that puts people into a trance happens both with fairy being taken by fairies and with aliens. Um, stealing human babies. Fairies steal babies and replace them with changelings. That's the belief. And then aliens are said to impregnate women. Um, loss of time, like waking up and not knowing where you've been for the past like five hours or not remembering days at a time. Waking up with marks on your body and smelling cinnamon is like for some reason that's so weird yeah and then no that kind of shit totally makes sense for like actual abductions like if someone was being taken there'd be signs like that yeah okay and here's the one that's that's crazy you know you the, the classic being picked up by like a tractor beam so think about pixie dust and peter pan yeah <laughs> like, it's like levitating all of a sudden exactly so being picked up by some unseen force and being surrounded by light so those are the so those are some of the main similarities that happen in almost every accounting of being it's called being fairy struck if you're taken by a fairy and they had actual doctors that would come and they were called fairy doctors to come and examine victims of the fae folk which is just, it's crazy. Okay. And here's the one when you guys were talking about like uh, aliens, we always think that aliens are going to be like us and kind of like cultivate other planets. But there's a few stories where, so since I'm on this topic, so fairies are closely associated with nature, just as modern aliens also display a certain obsession with environmental issues. One of the most common alien abduction scenarios involves aliens who force people to watch movies depicting massive environmental degradation caused by human, caused by modern human civilization. The I've aliens, never heard that before. I, I've only heard it um, a couple of times, but if you get, but I looked at it after I read some of this, if you look deep into like alien abduction stories, the ones that, that claim that they were like conscious and aware say that they had these kind of things happen to them because then the aliens will give them like a lecture on environmental issues and let them go which is like crazy like, okay, okay. and it's the same with like in fairies there's a lot of stories about like wood nymphs protecting the forest and things like that because humans were ruining it and there's a bunch of stories about in multiple cultures about man eating trees where like a tree will capture someone and that's just like lord of the rings yes it's multiple times yeah and it's like and, and that's in like western culture eastern culture like it's, mm -hmm. it's it's all over it just this idea if you're taking from the earth the earth can actually take you and just like take you away if you're really ruining it oh, i yeah. wish that was real because some people would just be gone i know that would be great but isn't that like the Koch brothers are scared to go into the woods <laughs> and all the like oil people, like the big rich CEO just get like swallowed yeah. up by some like whomping willow type thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. But isn't, doesn't that blow your mind? Like, dude, that's, 
the pixie That's dust and wild. the like being surrounded by light it's 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 exactly the same like i never thought of that it it blew my mind i was there because this guy I, I listened to it's called the folklore podcast and he's a folklorist and he's actually not a great like public speaker but he's wicked smart and he was talking and he just said it casually like the episode wasn't even about that he was talking about something else and he's like oh yeah well there's similarities like all over in modern lore and 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 he just said it like offhand like aliens and fairies they're really similar and he was like a guest on someone else's show and he was like what how and then he just started he's like oh this and this and this and i was like oh my god these are like the correlations and similarities between the two and wow dude it's great and so like i have to analyze that so what does that mean as far as like what's the psychological breakdown it means that some like of all of these symptoms are the same what does that mean does that mean that there's always going to be a proportion of people that feel disconnected to society and humanity so therefore they're going to have delusions of being taken away to a different land by different people that aren't human because they don't really feel human themselves so they want to feel special that this are they rationalizing some sort of experience that they've actually had and that people are having like yeah it doesn't and, and nowadays, because we hear about alien abductions, if somebody has a, an experience, they're primed and conditioned to think that was an alien. Alien but, abduction. Yeah. Or fairy abduction yeah. or something. But 200, 300 years ago, when it, nobody really thought about aliens, but these like fae folk, which is varied, there's like, there's so many different types of, of fairies and like different yes. supernatural, especially to the Celts and like I- Ireland and, and Scotland and like Britannia area. It That was what they thought. They're like, oh, all of these things happened to me. I must have been taken by a fairy, which is just, oh my God, it blows my mind because it just makes me think <gasps> like there's the rational part of me that thinks like this is very psychologically uh like relevant because it says yeah. something about us but then there's that other part of me that's like oh my god something could have happened and could still be happening <laughs> yeah totally and we could like not understand what it is that's happening to us and we try to rationalize it but it's like very valid what is happening to these people and we just don't understand it and don't yeah. know it yet and yeah it, and and does this mean it's been happening for like hundreds of years if it was happening to people in like little small villages and they, and they didn't know like what was, what was going on with their bodies. Oh my God. I just like, if I think too hard about it, I'll turn into that like conspiracy theorist and I'll just be like, dude, I, I get into that. So I'm going to read some of the similarities that happen in both. I've never even heard of like that before. And it's so interesting. I think it's because, okay, so here's where I shine. I don't know that much about aliens, but fairies and fantasy type things. Nick laughs like this is my jam. (laughs) Fairies like modern aliens tend to be, this is what I got from an article, tend to be, they seem to, they usually have large magical eyes. Like fairies are are said to have uh, bigger eyes and like exaggerated features. You know, if you think about the ears and stuff. Yeah. But eyes was another thing. Uh, Many reports of alien abductions include power rods used to paralyze abductees just as fairies wield magic wands. Just like, isn't that nuts? Okay, and here's my favorite. I did not know that. Like in alien theories and stuff. 
Yeah. Like, um, kind of like they, they'll, they'll talk about it like it's a glow stick, like abductees will say it looks like a, you know, like a glow stick that they're using, which is just crazy. Okay. But this one's my favorite. Uh, fairies are closely associated with nature, just as modern aliens also display a certain obsession with environmental issues. One of the, one of the most common alien abduction scenarios involves aliens who force people to watch movies depicting massive environmental destruction and degradation caused by modern human civilization. The aliens then give them a lecture on environmental issues and let them go. Like when I think of an alien, I like the idea of them being like environmental and coming down and be like, yeah, stop ruining your planet. Like, that's, that'd be great. And with fairies, like, um, oh my gosh, there's so many, there's like wood nymphs. They're known to go after um, like wood choppers because it's like, this is our home. If you're, if you're killing the trees, you're going to kill everything and everything needs to work in harmony. Um, so wood nymphs are known to be like magical, but also like warning. And then there's in multiple cultures, like all over there's stories of man eating trees, um, where they just like engulf humans. And like, I think it like the, you know, like naughty trees that have big knots on it. Yeah. It's said to yeah. be like, Oh, that's a face. And this is, if you just type in man eating tree, it's mm -hmm. like all over India, Africa, like Asia, wow. like Europe, and there's different different versions like, of it. But I like the whole world. So cool. I know. I kind. I like the so what that means. It means like if you're hurting the earth, it has this ability to hurt you back, which is like kind of interesting. But yeah, isn't that nuts? <laughs> it's wow, wow. I can't yeah. there's so many similar wow crazy wow wow I know fairies are, are crazy and like I I first there's not as much information on this as I would like there to be because I heard it first on this podcast it's called the folklore podcast and it's a guy who's a legitimate folklorist and he's really he's really interesting and he just said it like an offhand comment the episode was like about um spectral dogs like black demon dogs and he was just saying oh well a lot of cultures have similarities like you know aliens abduction abductees have very similar experiences to victims of, of fairies people that have been kidnapped by fairies and the guy he was talking to said what i've never heard anything like that and he's like oh yeah and he just listed on this the same list that i told you and wow. and it was just like this two minute conversation i was like oh, i need to know more <laughs> like, that's the craziest thing i've ever heard but yeah so that's why i thought fairies might be a good thing to to do next because it's interesting Anyways, but yeah, that's all I've got on on aliens in Area 51. And it is now 9 o'clock, and we started at, like, 5.45. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's clearly not like where any of us are doing that much. I know. <laughs> I'm so busy. I know. I yeah. To do. Glad I could fit you guys into my busy schedule. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well we don't have to hang up but i am gonna sign off on the podcast so um i don't have to <laughs> edit so much thank you guys for joining me on the podcast today yeah you're welcome you. i yeah, love i love the research i love the conversation it was all it was all super good all right so next time i will see you on folklore friday 
Thank you for listening. I hope you join us next time on Folklore Friday. Scare you later. I'd bet almost anything that life from another planet, if formed independently from life on Earth, would be more different from all species of Earth life than any two species of Earth life are from each other. Neil deGrasse Tyson